You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's Vegas. It's rock. It's dogs. It's Vegas Rock Dog Radio. A rock and roll show all about pets, people, and pop culture. Stand by for great guests and cool advice. All in one rocking hour. The phone lines are open at 702-483-4444. That's 702-483-4444. Now, let's bring on the host. Here is the rock and roll queen of dogs, Sam. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Sam, the queen of rock and roll dogs, and you are listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio. It's a rock and roll show all about pets, people, and pop culture. I'm live from Las Vegas, and we're going to have a great show today. We're going to do a little test. Joan, if you're listening in, Joan's our guest. We just want to make sure that we're connected to you for our Skype interview. Are you there, Joan? Yes, I'm here. Oh, yay. I'm so excited. (laughs) You have no idea. Well, just just stay on the line. Don't do anything because I've got a little bit of what we call, um, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, something. (laughs) Just hang on there. Don't do anything. Just don't do anything right now. (laughs) So if you're listening in for the first time on the show, it's very easy to connect with us um, online. And this is how you can do it. We're on Periscope at Vegas Rock Dog. Our website is VegasRockDogRadio.com. Our Facebook is Vegas Rock Dog Radio, and our Twitter account is Vegas Rock Dog Show. No W at the end. Our uh, Instagram is Vegas Rock Dog, and if you want to pick up some rock and roll clothing for you and your pets, then you'll go to VegasRockDog.com. Our blog, our blog is getting very, very popular. It's the RockandRollDog.com. That's where we do tons of reviews, honest reviews about products, about pet food. We uh, always put our radio guests back up there again for the instant replays and let you know who's coming on the following week giveaways we do tons of giveaways too and basically tons of pictures of my pets because <laughs> that's how i roll these days but it's a it's a popular blog it's really easy to read and follow and find stuff on there so and all the archive shows are up there too so that's our our blog if you want to follow, follow me on google plus uh, you'll find me at sam ratcliffe or you just look for the show name and finally we do have an app and our app you go to yap dot us y a p p dot us and you'll just download the free app from the itunes store and then you will actually uh download our show vegas rock dog radio so that's my uh what do they call it not house clean what do they call it jim Front upfront stuff. No, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> word for it, and I can't think because I was awake till four o'clock this morning because someone was snoring, and that would be my husband Jim, who's right next to me. You want to say hello, Jim? Hello, and why did I have to be woken up to be told I was snoring? I was soundly asleep. You know, you can only lay for so many hours listening to that. You know, before you know, I'll be on the front front page of the newspaper one day, having <laughs> suffocated you with a pillow. Really? Oh, I'm glad that's out there now. <laughs> Everybody take it, note. It gets you. In case to, I go missing. Jim, it gets you to that point. It really does. The snoring takes you there. And it's not and you've got to be careful with a Yorkshire Joan, I'm girl. I'm counting on you to remember that. You've got to watch a Yorkshire girl, you know. They're not they don't mess around. So, Joan, you're there. 
I'm here. Yes. You know, I can't even tell you. I get very excited about all my guests, but I'm extra excited about you being on the show today. And I know it took us a bit of back and forth, but we've made it. <laughs> is this your first Skype interview that you've ever done? It definitely is. <laughs> this is all foreign technology to me, believe me. It's it's a lot, isn't it? You know, and you know, and it's hard, you know, when we can't pick up a phone and say, hey, this is what you're going to do. You'll download this. I mean, we've done all this through email. So uh, we've, we've finally done it. I've been so excited about this show because one, of course, I'm still super connected with back home. I'm actually from Sheffield originally, and mm. we were just back there in June. Jim and I were renewing our wedding vows, but um, I like to stay very connected back back home and what's going on in animal welfare. And then your story popped up. And first of all, I'm like, she looks like such a nice person. <laughs> I was like, to the friends. <laughs> what was it the damages said on the Downton Abbey? Someone can't be nice all the time. <laughs> oh, that was a, that's very true. It is, that's isn't it? Because you know, yeah. all the people always say that, oh, they're so nice all the time when I see them. I'm like, yeah, you see them for a nanosecond, you know. There's a lot more to people than just being nice, you know. But um, I, I don't know how I came across your story. I mean, I think it was probably, I don't know, you've been in a lot of newspapers, haven't you? You've been on the Daily, was it the Daily Mail website you might have been on? And I think that's how I saw your story. And I thought, this is, an, this is amazing because, of course, I work with a lot of animal rescues and it's mainly cats and dogs. So mm-hmm. it, to see someone who's doing something for wildlife, um, it just piqued my interest because not tons, of, I'm sure there are not millions of people who have hedgehog rescues. <laughs> And I just I thought this is, would be a great story. I'm going to reach out and I'm going to get hold of Joan and we're going to try and get her on this show. <laughs> so I'm absolutely thrilled that you're here. Now, you're with, a, you're with a friend right now, aren't you? No, she's gone. Oh, it, she left it's you? Bon, it, it, it's bonfire season, bonfire oh, night. That's right. She's gone to a bonfire to watch fireworks go <laughs> Uh. <laughs> you know, we, we just had, well, for some reason, we obviously don't have bonfire night here, but we had fireworks going off this week. I have no idea why. It makes no sense to me. My dogs absolutely mm. hate it. You know, it's horrible. I do. Mm. Oh, well, any, for anyone that's listening, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Joan. Joan Lockley is the, the founder of the uh, West Midlands has. I can't even speak now, Hedgehog Rescue. And what I loved and I thought was really adorable was that you have a hospital for hedgehogs. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yes, yes. I just think it's the cutest, oh my gosh. I mean, it's just the cutest name for a hospital. It made me feel like, oh, you know that place is magical because it's a hospital, you know. <laughs> so uh, the, the website, I, did I write the website down? What is your website? Oh, gosh, now you've asked Oh, me. I'll have Jim do it. Jim's my researcher right next door to me. I'll find it out. So yeah. you find that for me, Jim, because I know it, I know we looked at it last week. Because uh, I want people to know where you are online. Um, mm-hmm. What's the name of the Facebook page? It's the Friends of the West Midlands Hedgehog Rescue. Is that e- correct? Yes, yeah, Friends of West Midlands Hedgehog Rescue, yes. Wonderful, because um, as we're speaking and doing the show, all these links are popping up on our Facebook page, so no one has to grab a pen. They can just go to my Facebook page, and then they'll be able mm-hmm. to find yours and your website, and Jim's going to find the website. Have you got it, Jim? Always getting there. I like him to be faster than that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, what I was reading about you, how I... You, oh, have you got it, Jim? It's the www.wmhr.org.uk. 
Perfect. Correct. And we'll make sure that keeps going up on our on our website on our um on our uh, Facebook page and we'll probably do I'll probably do like a little follow-up article um on our blog about you as well because I know people were very very interested about what you were doing with hedgehogs. So the story that I saw was that you'd recently received an, an award uh, from the International Fund for Animal Welfare and I saw you right next to Bilardi. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. just that in itself is wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You're with a goodie. <laughs> and he is a goodie. So uh, tell us what you actually got the, the award for. Um, I, I'm not quite sure myself, <laughs> quite honestly. You know, it, it, it's just been a whirlwind. Um, it's something to do with, uh, you know, rescuing, helping wildlife. And recognising your work with, yes, with hedgehogs. Yes. When, did you, yeah. when did you start working with hedgehogs? How did this all happen? Because I loved to hear the stories of how, mm-hmm. what sparks, you know, a rescue, you know, becoming something yeah. really important. Yeah, it, it started about 15 years ago. I, I was sitting in the conservatory and I noticed a very small hedgehog, what we call an autumn juvenile oh. or a, an autumn orphan. Uh, you, you see, the the mothers have another litter late in the in the autumn. Oh. And these are not going to survive because oh. hedgehogs need to be at least 600 grams to get through the winter. And these little orphans don't stand a chance. So oh, see, I've already learned this little one. I've, al- I've already learned something already now from you. You know, I yes, knew we would because yeah. I don't know a ton about hedgehogs. So they've got yeah. to be six six hundred grams and over in order to survive through through the, ba- yes, the bad hibernation. weather. Hibernation, right? Hibernation. The, the heavier, the better. The fatter, the better. Now, so so mm-hmm. what? Did, what? If you saw that, if you saw that hedgehog in your garden, like you say, mm-hmm. it's little, it's struggling. You know. What mm. what causes that? Just the fact that they have a late litter and they don't grow yes, big enough? also if they're sick. Oh, okay. The golden rule is you should never see a hedgehog out in the day. Okay. Uh, hedgehogs are nocturnal and you should never see them out in the day. If you do see them out in the day, they're either sick, they're injured or they're orphaned. So you know there's a problem if you see them out in the daytime. Yes. So, yes, th- so that's when you sh- so that's when you should should act. What's the yes. what's the best thing people should do should they come across a hedgehog like you did? And that so that was your first one, the baby one that you found. And then Yes. It was okay when I saw him because it was late at night. Right. But the next morning, it was out in the day. Uh, and although I knew nothing at all about hedgehogs, I did know they were nocturnal and they shouldn't be seen out in the day. I see. That's when they need help. Wow. So then what did you do with this this hedgehog? Did you name him? Her? Was a girl? <laughs> Don't laugh. Spike. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Makes total sense to me. Yes, <laughs> so you got not li- very original. <laughs> so you got little Spike, and how old yeah. do you reckon? He, do you reckon he was a new, fairly new newborn? Yeah, no, he wasn't newborn. Okay, he, I, I think he was about six weeks old, seven, right. eight weeks old. That's all. But um, I just threw a towel over him. This is what anybody should do if they see them in the daytime. Yeah, throw a towel over them, pick them up, put them in a high sided box they don't bite 
Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, and they haven't got fleas anymore. Very few of them have fleas now. I see. Because I know some people would, would go, oh, I don't want to touch it, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I, I would because Jim and I, we've just saved a little bird not long ago. You know, yeah. we picked up in a towel, you know, so that his mother didn't reject it with any of our scent on it, you know. And, mm-hmm. and luckily it did survive. But I think it is important to know what to do because I think yeah. some people like the baby bird think oh i'll bring it in the house and, and it's the worst thing that they could do yes you know not knowing so that's why I was, that's why i was really really excited about this show because i know people we don't i've never seen a hedgehog here in vegas ever mm-hmm. you know um, obviously i think you obviously have them back where you're from yeah jim no we have moles which is a close relative to the hedgehog as oh, can John, you? i'm sure can attest mm-hmm. <laughs> can you? but yeah we've not seen any out here so i and obviously we have a worldwide listenership. We have tons of people listening from all over the world. So there are obviously people listening that, that, that have hedgehogs in their area. And I think it mm-hmm. is important. So is it best to pick them up with a, to- with a towel or what's the best? Yes, or gardening gloves. Oh, okay. The only reason you, you do that is to stop it hurting your hands. Because as soon as you touch him, he's going to curl up in a tight ball and all of those prickles will come off. I and see. they're very, very sharp. And that's for protect their protection, and isn't it? And that is for protection, yes. As I said, they're not aggressive. So what did you do next then? So you've got you've got Spike. <laughs> you've got Spike, and you're like, I've got to help this little Spike. <laughs> I like the name Branston better, Branston actually. Pickle. You know, I could just have a cheese, cheese and Branston Pickle sandwich right now. <laughs> Branston Prickle. <laughs> <laughs> Velcro's a good one as well. Oh, that's good too. <laughs> oh, that is so great. They're just cute. Look at they deserve a cute name. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. That is so This funny. isn't very serious, is it? No. Oh, let me tell you something, Joan. I laugh on every single show. Every single show. I'll send so you, do I. I'll send you a link to the, my poo show, the, the, the great poo show that we did. I mean, mm. I said to Jim, it's not a very British thing to speak about, but your pet's poo is quite important, you know. It is one of the best shows that we ever had. (laughs) We laughed all the way through that too. (laughs) Yeah, it is very, very important with hedgehogs as well because when I've got them in the the hutch, in the hospital, (laughs) this is how you can tell whether they're sick or not, you know, by the poo. What are you you looking for? What's a healthy-looking poo going to look like? Just, well, out in the garden, it should be firm and black and it should have little black shiny bits in those little shiny black bits are the the uh, wings of beetles <gasps> that well, they've eaten that's fascinating that's mm-hmm. absolutely fascinating what what I, I actually don't know what a hedgehog eats what do they eat beetles well they call the what gardener's that? friend because they eat everything that comes under their nose they eat the slugs the snails the the beetles the worms anything at all i I mean if they came across a dead bird they'd eat that (gasps) as well really so they don't really have a discerning palate (laughs) they just well no no but this is why we've got i don't know what it's like where you live but over here we're overrun with slugs and snails and this is because we're losing the hedgehogs the hedgehogs are now facing extinction in this country why is that joan why, why is that happening? 
mainly loss of habitat. Oh, yeah. You know, we're vastly overcrowded and we're building more housing estates, yeah. more supermarkets, more roads. And it's and the farmers have taken up, what is it, 300,000 miles of hedgerows <gasps> to make the bigger fields. Oh, my goodness. So you can get faster food production. Yeah. So it'll be cheaper. So we're taking away the habitat. That's that, the main reason. That's really tragic. We're having a similar mm. thing here because um, we're right up by the mountains. So mm. we've got coyotes out here and we're seeing them. We've seen them on our driveway and on our road. Oh, wow. Well, you know, the ecosystem here, Joan, because it's high desert, you know, mm. as soon as you disturb the top layer of soil, which has taken hundreds and thousands of years for mm-hmm. plants to develop, it never comes back for hundreds no. of years. Yeah, that's right. And that's why they always say out here, you know, and it's, it's for nature in general, you know, don't take anything from nature, leave it just as you as you found it. Because um, mm-hmm. especially in the desert, I mean, it takes a plant a lot to survive out here. And yes. if it's there, yeah. leave it be. It's done a lot of work to, mm-hmm. to survive, mm-hmm. you know. And that's why... I've, I, all, I've always said that, Sam. Uh, you mess with nature, she will fight back. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, it's just... I just Nature's so beautiful and why anyone would want to destroy it that we had recently we we have some um uh, are they petroglyphs jim mm, yeah uh, the y- vandalism yeah like the, you know uh, like the, the high, ancient uh, carvings yeah like the hi- hieroglyphics but the petroglyphs same mm. thing ancient car- and they'd spray painted on them aren't they some vandals no and it's oh. isn't that disgusting and then what about the guy oh. there was a guy up in utah what is the the thingy monument up there? And there's been a big giant rock on there, and he pushed it. Yeah, uh, it's been there forever, and he's pushed it over the cliff. And there's I, no accounting for people's indiscretions, is there, Joan? Especially when it, it comes to the care of animals. I, they're just idiots. Yeah, I, I'm they sorry, are. I'm very outspoken. No, when no, you know, oh, me too. I love you, Joan. Idiots. Already, <laughs> Joan. You know where I come? I come from Western Pennsylvania, where mm. where the landscape is quite similar to the Midlands in in England. Mm. Uh, you know, rolling hillsides and forests and farms, and and the same thing is happening with overdevelopment and then family mm-hmm. farms giving way to large farms. And, you know, unfortunately where I'm from, you know, the hedgehog's cousin, the mole, is mm-hmm. considered a rodent and, and vermin, and there's there's oh. no protections for small mammal creatures. I didn't know that. Yeah, we've, we've you know, they've, um, they have quite a wildlife management um, system in Pennsylvania where they, mm-hmm. where they do manage game and wildlife, but still, you know, the, it, I think there's no accounting for people's indiscretions or ignorance when it comes to animal welfare and just leaving things be. They yes. they, they don't want a mole digging up their yard and creating oh. tracks in the dirt, so they get rid of them. Yeah. It's terrible, you isn't know? it? You know, because like you say, that, that's their habitat and we've pushed them out, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think people kind of select the animals that they're interested in. I, we, we did a show with a very interesting article about why why certain animals are pop- more popular than others and it's mm-hmm. literally based on how they look. Is that the craziest thing? Like, yes. If it's, u- yes. if it's ugly, they're like, oh, I hate it, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. So spiders and bugs are really low yeah, on if, the if list. If they're large and, and they have human-like eyes, people revere them more. And if they're smaller... Majestic, and, like elephants um, and, and stuff yeah. like that. So people are more drawn to them, which is kind of pathetic really when you think about it, it. yeah we we've said this about the giant panda look at the look at the performance over trying to save the giant panda i know and they said if it was a 
an ugly little spider, as you said, yeah. would we go to so much trouble to try and save it? Yeah, it's a, it's a very. It seems so shallow, Joan, doesn't it? Do you get? Mm-hmm. Do you communicate with uh, Brian May, the famous musician from the rock band Queen, who is a very large oh, part yes. of the Badger? We love yes. you, Joan. We love him. <laughs> oh, he's fantastic! You know, he's brought to light these these smaller creatures that need protecting, hasn't he? Mm. Well, mm. especially he, he's wonderful. He's wonderful. Who, who um, Bill Oddie, Who? What kind of animals is he mainly interested in? What's his big birds? He's birds. a bird guy. I didn't mm. know that. Oh, you know what? You know what? Mike says we need to take a quick break, Joan. So hang on there. Don't do anything. You'll hear some commercials. We'll be right back. I've got tons more questions for you. We're going to be right back. Listen listen to Vegas Rock Dog Radio with me, Sam, your host, the queen of rock and roll dogs. We'll be right back. Nature at its best is nature at its simplest. At Red Barn, we've kept it simple for 20 years by concentrating on single-ingredient natural dog treats. Because Mother Nature's actually pretty good at this. Bones are just tasty bones. Meat treats are just nourishing meat. It's nature at its simplest. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Natural Treats. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our slow-roasted natural meaty bones. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com Now, let's return to Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Here again, your host, the rock and roll queen of dogs, Sam. And we're back. You're listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio with me, Sam, your host. I'm the queen of rock and roll dogs. The king of rock and roll dogs is next to me. He's actually the king of snoring. And before, so and before the break, and before the break, we were talking to Joan Lockley. She's the founder of the West Midlands Hedgehog Rescue in England. And I'm thrilled to have her on the show because she won this great award, the International Fund for Animal Welfare. And part of that, which I love, is that I became a aware of Joan and a million other people will have. I want to say that Daily Mail uh, piece that I read, I think it had over two and a half million hits on it, which is an insane amount of hits. Now, Joan, have you had a big interest since, since you know, your award and all this press you've been doing? Have you had a lot more people be in touch with you? Yes, um, mainly asking for advice. Yeah. Because it's coming up to the time now where some are already hibernating. People want to know about hibernation. Should they still be feeding the hedgehogs? Ah. Yes, yes, yes. Please keep feeding the hedgehogs. As I said earlier, the bigger, the fatter, the better. And what should they be feeding them? What's what's the best Um, for them? I feed them cat food. Oh, Okay, I had no idea they'd be like, well, you say they'll eat anything pretty much, but cat food works well for them. Yeah, preferably, I always tell people if they're going to feed them in the garden, obviously they, they won't be feeding them indoors, will they? That's illegal for them. Um, yeah, as you know, you can't entrap yes. uh, a wild animal. That's right, that's right. So that's some- you're feeding them outdoors, full stop. I always say use the dried cat food, the cat, you know, the cat biscuits. yes. Yeah. Do you have them over there? Yeah, really, really easy then to get that. And it's not expensive either, you know, so no. that's easy to do, isn't it? And what do they yeah. drink? Do they just, they drink water only, yeah? Oh, yes. Don't give them milk. You should never give hedgehogs cow's milk. Okay. 
because yeah, I, they I'm, can't digest the lactose in it. It's too difficult for them. So mm. they, so you, you find a hedgehog, you, you're going to put it in a box that's got high sides. Obviously, it can't climb out because I don't think people think that yeah. they can climb out. You know, oh, hedgehogs can climb. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, they are escape artists. You can't keep a hedgehog in. <laughs> believe me it's good to know that you're feeding them your cat food you're giving them water and you've got to continue feeding them through hibernation period correct i i would even if you think he's gone into hibernation this is for the this isn't for me we're talking about now is it we're talking about the general public and hedgehogs in the gardens yes keep some food out just in case because they they do tend to wake up in warm weather or a mild winter Ah. um then they come out they're looking for food that isn't there yet and they're burning off that fat that they've stored right to keep them get them through hibernation then when the weather turns cold again they will go back into hibernation they've used that fat up and then they will starve yeah that's oh gosh like you say just simply leaving the food out just in case actually will help them survive you know yeah so that's really really vital um Mm. so when you had spike and you were looking after spike how long was it before he was nursed back to health um, and be and be able to go on his merry way. Well, this was in the autumn. He turned out to be what we call an autumn orphan, as I said earlier. Yeah. So I kept him overnight, and then uh, rather than over the next night, until I found uh, an expert. Uh, the same as me you know a hedgehog carer and then I asked her advice she was going to take the hedgehog off me I said couldn't I do it and and that was it that was that's what that was the that was the moment (laughs) yeah unfortunately yes (laughs) because sometimes because I read that you've saved over 5,000 hedgehogs I mean that's a lot I've taken in about <gasps> 5,000 hedgehogs. That's incredible. I mean, yeah. and is it true that you work 19 hours a day? Oh, gosh, yes, oh, definitely. My. So you don't sleep much either. <laughs> <laughs> I think I should hibernate. It'd be a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> it's a great idea. Do you ever go on holiday? Do you ever feel like you can take time off? Do you have someone who can be your backup? I, or? Yeah, I did go. I mean, it's no distance to you at all. To me, it is a hundred mile. I went down to Somerset. Oh, and stayed nice. in a friend's um, uh, caravan. Oh, how nice! One of these big ones. But it, it just wasn't worth it, Sam. The phone never Ringing. stopped. Gosh. It just kept on. People had found injured hedgehogs, sick hedgehogs, and I, I couldn't do anything about it. Right. So it, it, it isn't worth it. Oh, now do you are have- you looking for a protege, or do you have people that are interested in um, taking on the responsibility? Yes, yes, they do. But the trouble is, <laughs> when it comes to the dirty part of it, mm. cleaning them out, and mm. <laughs> they don't stay long. <laughs> the poops a little. It, it ha- smells <laughs> a lot. Oh, th- can't they put that? Um, can't they put Vicks under their nose? <laughs> You need, you need to get your niece Shelly involved with Joan. I should. My, my niece loves all animals. She's got horse, got dogs. I mean, the, whole, the whole family's like that. And she loves guinea pigs. And I'm sure she loves hedgehogs too. I'm going to talk to Shelly about that. But I, you know what? 
it is the case here with rescues as well. Uh, you know, they love the fun parts, taking them to adoption mm-hmm. events and, and that kind of thing. But when it actually comes to, like you said, the dirty work, the, those volunteers soon disappear, you know. And uh, yes. for me, I mean, if I actually volunteer for anything, I am 100% there. And I think people should follow through on that. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes when people just think, oh, I'm not getting paid. I don't have to do a good job. I'm like, no, this is about your character. You know, commit to yeah. it, even if their poop smells. <laughs> At yes, least it's yeah. sparkly. It's sparkly to look at. Yeah. I've got a group of people, friends, who will go out and pick up hedgehogs for me because if I'm hand-feeding the babies, you have to feed them with a syringe about every two hours. Oh, my goodness. Now, if you think that uh, not this year that's just gone, the year before I had 17 oh. baby hedgehogs to feed oh, every, two, every two, two hours. hours. Yeah. That's like having a baby. Uh, and then on top of that, babies. going out, collecting hedgehogs, keeping the records, going to the vets every day. Goodness me. It's, uh, it is time-consuming. Gosh, that really is. You could do with a vet that comes to you, really, couldn't you? That would make your life a little <laughs> bit easier. <laughs> it's lucky I get on very well with my vet. That's that's good, though, because obviously, you know, like you say, his phone's going to keep ringing while ever your phone keeps ringing. Now, your hospital, what do you, what do you, how is your hospital set up? How is it set up? It you you can't keep hedgehogs together oh. unless they're siblings. Oh wow! So each one has to have an individual cage. So it's all fitted in with individual cages. I see. An electricity point, you know, for heat pads. Now, do they just do they just not get on unless, like you say, they come from the same little family? If you have the very small ones yeah. from different families, you can try them together. But, you know, they just stress one another out. They hiss and push each other. And oh. in the finish, you know, one will die of stress. So you, <gasps> you, they're like tigers. They're solitary. They're solitary animals. Oh, my gosh. I had no mm. idea. So like you say, yeah. your whole point of the hospital is to get them well and stress is not yeah. going to be on their side, you know, when it comes mm. to their health. Oh, my gosh. Now, how many um, hedgehogs can you have in the hospital at once? <laughs> well, I can have about 36, but <laughs> <laughs> the year before last, I had 61. Oh, my God, Joe. So they, they were in the dining room, they were in the living room, they were in the hall. They were... oh you deserve <laughs> that, get, that award. I many visitors, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> like, I said to them, I said, I've got a Yankee candle burning here. They said, one isn't enough. <laughs> hilarious that is hilarious you know what i swear you deserve that award and more and more for for that alone because clearly you're not turning them away you know i mean you could you couldn't could you i mean your your soul couldn't take that i mean that's just not right is it but we're gonna visit john next time we go john we want to come and visit you next time i come home we want to Please come. do. Yeah, we do. Honestly, we could. You know what we could do? We could do a show from the hospital. We could do a lot of show live back here good, with you. Good. I did. We did a show. We did two shows actually when we were back in June. But we did it from my sister's, my twin sister's living room. I've got four. Mm. I've got four sisters, and my mad mother was there too. She came over from Spain. Oh, yeah. Joan! I can't. I don't. It was like <laughs> trying to wrangle a basket of kittens or or sixty-one hedgehogs. It was. Actually, one of the most crazy shows we've ever done, but a lot of fun. Mm. But uh, we'll definitely do that because I definitely want to come down and see what you're doing and just let more people know, you know, mm. that, that this is important. 
And it, it sounds to me like, you know, that you can do some really simple things to help them. I did see, because I've read everything on your website, by the way. I've looked cool, through every cool. picture on your Facebook. I mean, I've been a bit of a stalker, really. It just took a big interest <laughs> in it. But um, you can build a little feeding station for them, can't you? Well, you can. You, you're best to, because you will encourage the cats. The cats and the foxes, you know, if you're putting out cat food, yeah. you're going to get the neighbour's cats in. But did you read how to do it? Yes, because it, yeah. it looked like house bricks and, and it was like yeah. quite, a, it, it was built in a way that a cat couldn't reach in, you know, yeah. and yeah. obviously get the food or the hedgehog that's mm. in there, you know. It, it, it's, it's just a tunnel made with building bricks about... Um, Oh, five and a half inches square. Put something really heavy on top, like slabs. Yeah. And then if you put the food in the middle underneath, you, I've seen the cats lie on the side and try and get at it, but they can't. <laughs> They're persistent, aren't they, those cats? Oh, very persistent, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was one thing. And then the other thing um, that I thought was interesting, of course, we're not near any water, Jim and I, where we live, but, you know, back home, you've got ponds and you've got streams nearby and that kind mm. of thing. But they, they, they like to, obviously, they're out at night and they like to go and drink from these water mm -hmm. sources. And I, I read that you could put, like, a, make a little ramp or you can put some plant pots uh, in there so they can climb on them to get out yes. of water if they happen to fall mm. in do many of them drown it, if they can't get out they will they will so they, they will drown they do need uh, an escape route of some kind either as you said you know make a slope in the pond so they can climb out or something they can clamber onto yeah because um Oh, wouldn't that be tragic to, you know... To oh, gosh, fall yes. In and I've, not get I've heard stories of finding mums with the babies <gasps> with them oh. drowned. Oh, my gosh. That's really yeah. sad. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah and I say these are, these are things that don't cost any money. They're really cheap. Mm -hmm. and, and like I say, if you're near water, you can do that. You know, if you've got them in your garden, then you can put them in a nice little feeding station out. Just simple things, yeah. but like you say, it helps them survive, uh, particularly yeah. when they're born at this time of year and maybe a little bit underweight. So mm -hmm. that's what I loved I thought that uh, yeah what I really liked about the website was you it's almost it's so it's so encouraging your website which is basically like, call us you know we'll give you the right information yeah. and we'll help you out you know and I thought that was mm -hmm. wonderful because when I look on I work with a lot of animal rescues but sometimes I look on their website I can't find their number uh, they're, oh, they're not no. really encouraging me you know to you know to call them or get hold of them or they don't mm -hmm. don't pick up the phone or they don't reply to emails you know <gasps> oh it's so common it drives me insane and Samantha what, I can't believe what I'm hearing I know, we've got it, exactly the same problem oh here. my gosh I don't get I, it I can give five phone numbers to one person, five phone numbers of five carers to one person who's got a sick and injured hedgehog, and I can look at the time, give them half an hour, they ring back and say, none of those numbers is answering the phone. It's, yeah, it's not right. It's not. It's bad. I think it's when you, really bad. When you commit, and the thing is, rescues are the lifeline for the animal and the person that either found the animal or sometimes they want to surrender an animal you know what i mean that's the that is yes the, the whole goal is to help and if you can't get the communication right mm. what's the point you know it drives me crazy i hear the excuse all the time but we're volunteers i don't care you committed mm. to do something which is to help and help is not 
kind of on your yes. watch really when you're a volunteer you know it's yeah. it's you know it, it's so easy to reply to an email a tweet a facebook post it's so easy mm-hmm. because here's the thing i sometimes contact people and then i see them on facebook and they still haven't got back to me but they're posting away on facebook <laughs> and i'm like yeah. you, you're, you're everybody looks at their phones a hundred times a day at least probably mm-hmm. two probably 200 really you know so i i find it a very very poor excuse and um i say you're the lifeline and i've had people contact me and say oh my gosh i tried to get hold of that rescue no one's calling mm-hmm. me back i'm panicked i'm freaking out i've just found this dog it was hit you know i need to get help from the rescue you know da, 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 but no one's calling me back you know and it's just a it's a bad reputation to have. I know. It's not I know. good. But, but the trouble is they'll say, it's okay for you, you're on your own. You know, we, we've got oh. families and we've got this. How rude. But why do it? That's so, exactly. Don't commit. Don't do anything, you know. Yes. Uh, or, or say, you know what, I'll commit for a month. Let me see if I can make this work. You know, and if you can't, then bow yeah. out gracefully, you know. But I can't yes. stand that. No one wants to go to a volunteer and say, ah, oh, we don't need you anymore because you're useless. <laughs> you well, know. You know, John, the, the uh, the pastor at my church growing up in Pennsylvania used to call a certain personality types Easter lilies right, because yeah. they only come out at certain times just to serve their own mm. sense of uh, responsibility and then they disappear oh, <laughs> when, and, when, oh, when they, they came should out be responsible East- all the time. They only come out just uh, at Easter time just to make sure that the they've church. saved their place in heaven. <laughs> yes, that is so true. That mo- is so true. And as uh, uh, somebody said to me, mentioning no names, a lot of these carers wear it as a badge. Yeah, and they shouldn't. They, they really- and they say, you know, I rescue animals. Yeah. When they do it, when they feel like it. Yeah, they can't. I, it, we call it that kind of like that God complex. And I, it doesn't. Yes. It doesn't help. It doesn't help. No. I mean, like you, John, I'm saying to you, you know, tell me about this award. And you're like, well, I kind of think it's this because for you, I know I know already from you, Joan, you're not out about getting awards. That's not your thing. You know what I mean? It's, oh, it's lovely to get them and it's lovely to have a thank you and some recognition because it mm. obviously ultimately helps your rescue, you know, uh, get some exposure. But yeah, mm-hmm. there, there are those, you know, I yeah, we, we get it all the time. Well, and you don't need to be a landholder. You don't need a lot of space to rescue hedgehogs. No, your you, garden. Uh, <laughs> in your garden or, or maybe a mud room in your house or you know a small yeah. section of home it's not like you, you have to have kennels and large expanses of land it's not like you have to go out and walk them and groom them and take them to an adoption event and, do you know what i mean it's not I'll tell you one it keeps unwanted visitors away if you've got them in the house <laughs> jim we need a hedgehog <laughs> Well, we, we already have Mr. Twix for that. Oh, my God. Joan, I named all my dogs after chocolate. Yeah, because, you know, we like our chocolate, don't we, as Brits? Uh, so I've got Galaxy and I've got um, Thornton, as in Thornton's Continentals, and I've got Mr. Mm-hmm. T- Mr. Twix. So uh, that's my little British theme for them, all the British chocolates and stuff. But I don't think Mr. Twix would like a hedgehog. We had, a, we, we had a snake in the house, Joan, last year. Oh, no. That came in my house, was watching TV. He was jumping around like a little maniac. And I thought, gosh, what is he jumping around at? And I saw this snake about 18 inches long. And no one wanted to leave it alone. They all wanted to play with it. So I had a nightmare throwing him in a bedroom. Jim was playing a gig. Jim's a musician. So he couldn't help because he was playing a saxophone. <laughs> And, uh, it was jumping about. It was scary. It was really scary. So when I'd thrown him in the room and I came back, the snake wasn't there, but I knew it was in the house. Oh, no. <laughs> so, I put some no. Bi- so I put some high boots on. <laughs> I'd be on the roof. It was horrible. I was shouting to myself, oh, my God, this is a nightmare. But Jim came back. 
like a hero, and he stripped down to his boxer shorts and bare mm. feet and a pair of barbecue tongs and a plastic shoe box, and he caught that <laughs> snake. <laughs> the mind boggles. <laughs> then he went over to the park to release it at midnight, and he never came back for ages, and I thought, he's been arrested. <laughs> Are, are you talking about the snake the now snake. your husband? <laughs> well, <laughs> I said, if a policeman comes across him wearing just boxer shorts and flip-flops, oh. <laughs> barbecue tongs and a snake in a shoebox in the park at midnight, he's Gosh. definitely been arrested because he didn't come back for oh, ages. Dear. Yeah, so that's kind of the thing we're contending mm. with over here. <laughs> yeah. Listen, hang on, John. We're going to take one more break. Okay. And we're going to talk a little bit more before we wrap up the show. You're listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio with me, Sam, your host, the queen of rock and roll dogs. And we'll be right back. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, also known as the Pet Lady. I travel from coast to coast to pet trade shows and consumer events to scout out what the hottest, hippest, and most unique pet products are on the planet, bringing you tips and tricks from top veterinarians, groomers, trainers on how to safely travel and live happily with your pets. The Pet Lady will be in a city near you, showing off the latest and greatest tech pet gadgets, cozy comforts, and fab gift ideas for man's and woman's best friends. You can learn more at thepetlady.net or connect socially and tweet with me at PetLadyWorld. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Is Vegas Rock Dog Radio? Vegas Rock Dog Radio. The phone lines are open at 702-483-4444. Now let's bring back the host. Here is the rock and roll queen of dogs, Sam. We're back. You're listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Me, Sam, your host, the queen of rock and roll dogs. Jim is in studio with me, and I've got Joan Lockley here on Skype all the way from England and she is the founder of the West Midlands Hedgehog Rescue. Are you still there, Joan? I'm still here. Super duper. we got 10 minutes left. I have a question for you. I know that you do some educational talks. Um, Do you go into schools um, as well as as speaking to organisations? Yes, I do. I do because I believe it's essential to teach the youngsters to life well all animals yeah i agree with you because um isn't your missions uh something like you know saving today's hedgehogs for tomorrow's generation is that right yes yeah, yeah. I, I think it is important if you start them really really young then they're fully aware of it and you'll have mm-hmm. we'll have way more compassionate kids and then they'll grow into compassionate adults you know yes um, yes I, because i think a lot of, i hear this a lot you know people growing up and saying yeah but when we were kids you know dogs weren't viewed that way they were kept outside and you just gave them scraps and 
you know, we've we've changed a lot, you know. We're way more mm-hmm. educated. We know so much more about nutrition for animals, you know. I mean, look back at the hideous dog foods we used to feed pets, you know. And now, I mean, gosh, I mean, how much do we spend a month on pet food? It's insane. More than we spend on our own food. It's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's high quality, no fillers. And you know, so like if we, like you say, if we start young, it's really essential that they learn this stuff and, and school's yeah. the best place to capture their, their interest in hedgehogs, you know. Joan, do you, do you communicate with the people that work to save the foxes in Britain and some of the other uh, great animals that you have there in, in England that are... Oh, you know, oh, yes, yes. We all know one another. We've, you've got the Bat Society, Deer yeah. Society, Badger Society, Rangers. You, you've got all of these people, uh, even the council. We all know one another and we all, we all help one that, another, basically. That, that's really great because mm-hmm. banding together really makes an impact. Sure. You know, our, um, I was just thinking out loud for... Uh, for Joan as well, we sh- we need to get her in touch with our brother-in-law who works for the Forestry Commission. You know, my brother-in-law, his office is inside. Oh my of, gosh, uh, they could, they could, Forest. They could do <laughs> seminars and training and have a place for June in the in the wild to yeah. do training sessions yeah. as well. You know, yeah, yeah. my brother-in-law, he um, he's, his office literally is in the middle of Sherwood Forest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Jim, mm-hmm. Jim went and did a, a, a bike ride with him there. You thought it was amazing, didn't mm-hmm. you, Jim? But um, but yeah, I mean, it all ties in with that because they do tons of. Educational stuff. Educational and outreach and, and family events mm-hmm. and educational forums and, yeah. you know, family fun in the woods, you know, that yes. great environment yeah. for that. I love yeah. nature, Joan. We went to, when we were back home, we went to the sculpture park back home in Sheffield. And mm-hmm. I mean, they've got these amazing pieces of art, amazing, in acres of of um, of the countryside. And you've got sheep that are hanging out by, I mean, it wasn't it magical, Jim? And, and, and a whole system, you know, the caretakers for the wildlife in the park. And Oh, I mean, because I, gard- I love gardening as well, Joan. Oh, my gosh. Yes, me too. <gasps> I mean, me I, too. Strangely enough, roses grow very well out here. It's very bizarre. And they flower all year round. So I've got flowering roses right now and we'll have them gosh, all the way through December really? but gosh I would so much like my English garden oh if oh, I were you, if yes, I, if you I look, can't be, yeah. <laughs> you can't beat it can you no, no what do they call it this green and pleasant land it, it really is did you know that did you know that Sheffield not Sheffield Yes, England, Sheffield. No, Sheffield mm-hmm. is the greenest city in Europe with more trees per person. Wow. Wow. I just love it. I mean, we went back home and we renewed our wedding vows at the church at Chatsworth House. And oh, yes. Oh, yeah. my God. I'll send you some pictures, Joe. We went really over the top. I mean, really mm-hmm. over the top. But it was just to be out in nature to me. To me, that makes me feel so good. Being in my garden makes me feel great. That's like therapy, you know? Hadn't he started snoring then, Sam? Oh, was you know, that before he started snoring? <laughs> Do you know? That you renewed your vows. Yeah. <laughs> I have, um, I've, I've kicked him a few times, shoved him in the back, just anything to get him to shut up, you know. But I'm still married to him after 20 years, so I guess I'm putting up with it. So, you know, Joan, my hedgehog spines are up on the back of my neck now after that. I'm, I'm, I'm watching out for you. Hey, I'll tell you what would stop him snoring, you know, Sam. Would be what? Try a tourniquet around the neck. 
<laughs> oh, I'm watching out for Now I am coming to visit you when Sorry, I come out Jim. there. Sorry, Jim. Sorry, I didn't mean it. Oh, Joan. Oh, my God. Why do we not live in the same place? We would hang out all the time, Joan. You know we would. Oh, but I can't wait to come and see you. And we are going to... I can't wait to meet oh, you. We are definitely coming to see you. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we get out there. At least I will probably in March. Um, I have a nephew who's um, in theatre. So he's got a really big yeah. part up in Sheffield. So I'm trying to make that happen. And I will come and see you. I'll tell you that right oh, now. I'd love to we'll, meet we'll you. I really the, would. We'll go to the pub for a shandy. <laughs> Gosh, shandy, is that all? I, I used to drink a lot when we worked on cruise ships, but I think I mm. kind of wore myself out on alcohol. But um, I do love a shandy. I do love a snowball. <laughs> <laughs> Hardcore. Well, I've got a la- I've got a, reput- a reputation for Lambrini. <laughs> everybody all over the country pulls my leg about Lambrini. I love that. <laughs> one, ch- one man came with me to the vets with a, a hedgehog, a sick hedgehog, and he walked to the vet and he says, "You do know that she has Lambrini on her cornflakes." <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, and I said, I don't eat cornflakes. Uh, <laughs> just the lambrini. You know just what? Someone needs to come out with a hedgehog wine. That's what I'm thinking. With a cute hedgehog on the front, and it can be lambrini, and it has a cute name. And I, I yeah. think, I think someone, someone listening, please help Joan raise raise <laughs> money through some hedgehog wine. I think that would be brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, we've, no. we've got a couple of minutes left. Jim, what's the website again since I asked you earlier, and it, my brain just forgot? It is um, WMHR. Oh, wait a second. WMHR.org.uk. WMHR.org.uk. And you can go to Facebook. And it's and a great website. It's, it's full a very of information. Good, it really is. Very nice. It reads a lovely. A friend of mine built that for me. It's really I, I good. I haven't seen it since last Christmas. I haven't had a chance. It's really good. It's oh, it's completely up to date, which is really important. The, it's so helpful. It's easy to reach out to you. And it's really mm-hmm. positive. And I like that more than anything. It's just, you know, it was nice to get on the website and read it. You know, some websites are boring, mm. but that was a really good mm-hmm. website. I love the Facebook page. There's always some great uh, details up there. I love that they highlight you so much. I think it's great. And your pictures with those yeah. hedgehogs is adorable, beyond adorable. Now, I know that you've got, I've got like a minute left, two minutes left. I know you've got a fundraiser coming up and I'm going to share that on our Facebook page because, um, uh, and you've got an Amazon wish list that people got, can go on to and shop and help you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes. I'm going to make sure we share these things. I want to say a big thank you to you, Joan, because this has been a delight. You're the only hedgehog person we've ever had, and you're going to be our expert <laughs> from now on because we will definitely thank have you on this show again. Um, thank you, Sam and it's Jim. It's been absolutely wonderful. If you're listening, everybody, make sure you visit Joan's page, Friends of the West Midlands Hedgehog Rescue. Donate. They need tons of stuff. There's a list on their website to tell you exactly what they're looking for. And I'm going to close the show by saying, remember, you can help an animal in need. Either rescue, adopt, uh, donate, volunteer, or share your time and their information. Rescue your next family member, replace the word shop with adopt, and be kind to all animals. I want to thank, in fact, I want to thank Joan for being, to me, one of my favorite guests of all time. Absolutely. Um, Thank you, Mike, for running the show. Thank you, Jim, for not snoring through the show. That's a wonderful thing. (laughs) 
And today you've been listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio, where it's all about pets, people, pop culture, and hedgehogs today. And I'm your host, Sam, the queen of rock and roll dogs. And remember, always kiss your pets. Good morning, good, good night, and have a great weekend. We will see you soon, Joan. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Bye, Joan. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.